On today's episode, we have John John Bristow, who I had the pleasure of interviewing during my trip to Arkansas this past August. John John was sentenced to prison, got recruited into the Brotherhood, and ultimately became a high-level leader. In this episode, we hear about the inner workings of the Brotherhood, what his day-to-day -day life was like, and how he was able to exit on his own terms. Remember everyone, you can grab your official locked-in gear just in time for the holiday season. Use code LOCKEDIN at checkout for 20% off your entire order. Yes, for the holiday season, we are giving our viewers and listeners 20% off their entire order. I hope everyone sits back, relaxes, and gets ready to lock in with John John Bristow. John, John, welcome to Locked In, man. We're, we're recording right now in our hotel room. We're in Arkansas. Um, we just shot a couple pods with the, the county sheriff today and um, Jimmy McGill. Um, and Jimmy McGill is the one that introduced you and I together. Uh, really, right. really grateful you came on the show today. You have an incredible story. Uh, and I saw your mug shot and it looks nothing like <laughs> you. If anyone Googles you and takes the time to look you up, um, they're going to be shocked when they see who you are today. Yeah, it's crazy. But I guess that just shows like your recovery and, and how far you've come. Uh, so let's start at the beginning of your story. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? What's kind of like childhood life? Sure. So um, I'm originally from a small town in New Boston, uh, in Texas called New Boston. Uh, my life was a little bit, uh, I don't want to say easy, but I mean, it was life to me. Um, I grew up with an older brother and an older sister. Um you know, between the three of us, I was kind of like the, being the youngest, I was kind of like the favorite. So I got showed a little favoritism. And I, I was I was really good at school. I was a really good athlete, man. Those those were my passions. I, I, I did well at both of them. And uh, somewhere like uh, early on, my parents got divorced. And uh, when that happened, um, there was a lot of freedom. There was a lot of freedom for me. And uh I still, I still like, I excelled in sports. Um, I didn't get into a lot of trouble. You know, uh, I had one of those fathers. I don't, I don't know if you can relate, but I had one like he, like if you didn't do it his way, like he, he would, he would be willing to be vicious enough to make sure that you did it right the next time. Like he was not a, an easy person to be with, but he was my father and uh, he was always there. My mother, she came down here to Little Rock and uh, like I, I would come down here to visit her from time to time growing up and uh, me and my brother and my sister. And somewhere along the way, like, um, she kind of, like, faded out of the picture a little bit. And uh, my dad, um, like, I, like I said, like, he, 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 he taught things through, um, through aggression. Like, it was kind of his way or the highway. So I was kind of, like, feared into doing the right thing. So, like, I didn't steer too far from, into trouble, you know, through my high school years. And uh, when I was about 13, my mother all of a sudden pops back into the picture with with this guy you know I guess he was my stepdad or whatever and um when he came in like uh like uh they came to take us away and like I was freaked out you know like I didn't and I knew her because I would come down there for randomly you know growing up but not not enough to really call it a relationship and when she came to take us away like I, I like I hated it like she they even put but they had put in a child abuse case on my dad and I like I guess that's the first time that I realized like that, you know, that what maybe the 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 butt whoopings or whatever um was was wrong. You know, like uh 
I didn't I didn't know that that was anybody different from your childhood or anyone else's. Like to me, that was normal. Like you messed up, you got beat up. And uh, so moving on, I was you know I I I kind of like I was I, I stayed in sports and I always did at school did good at school because I was scared of the consequences that might come with it. And uh, but I also had this this fire inside of me. Like I was a bigger guy and uh, I, I had, you know, from defending myself and stuff, uh, kind of with my dad, you know, I had developed this, uh, like I could fight a little bit. You know what I mean? I found out like I could protect myself. And uh, so when I was, when I was in high school, like uh, we're on the state line and uh, I was into, I got into an altercation. Like I was, I was outside of a Hooters and uh Whenever I was outside, like this guy walks out, you know, we'd been in there doing what kids do. Like we we drank a little bit. I didn't do too much drugs at this time, but um, he like went to poking this girl in the face. And when he did, um, I decided to intervene, you know, like I decided to get into the mix and try to, uh, I guess, save this lady. I don't know what the hell I had going on, you know, but I just like tried to try to butt into it. And when I did, like, this guy, I guess he thought he was going to poke me in the face. And I hopped back and I kicked him. And when I did, do you know those, like, uh, the yellow things that you pull a car up and park on? Yeah. Uh, like, he 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 slumped into it and hit his head. And, dude, when he did, he started, like, bleeding out of his ears. And, you know, it busted him up. And so I just, I take off, man. And so in the moment I took off, like, all you see on this camera when they're displaying it, you don't see me, dude, poking this girl. You know, you don't see none of that. All you see is me kick this man in the face, him hit this parking curb, and me take off. And so, you know, I can remember uh, no, knowing that you're about to do some time, um, you know, you kind of you kind of hear stories, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and you're in jail. And people are like, man, like, uh, you know, you're, you're facing, like, you're going to the belly of the beast. Like, you, you gotta, you gotta get your game face on. And so, like, I, I'm, like, you know, I'm scared. Like, I, I have lived this kind of like, you know, I'd been into my dad. I've been to some schoolyard fights or whatever. But uh, from the stories I was hearing, like, it was gonna be a whole new level of anything I'd ever experienced. So, did you end up getting caught after that incident and arrested? Oh yeah. And how old are you? You're like 16, 17? No, I'm in my 20s. Oh, you're in your 20s yeah, when this happened? I'm in my 20s. And this is the first time you've ever been arrested? Yeah, yeah. And you're, what are you doing for work? Are you working? So, yeah, so I was, uh, I'm actually um, an electrician by trade. I had I had went to school for industrial electricity, um, and I had started my path and uh, uh, in going into that kind of field, you know, just kind of general maintenance, electrical, HVAC, things like that. Were you on drugs at all at this time? So I had, I had dibbled and dabbled. Uh, with different drugs, but nothing like hard enough, you know, like nothing that had sent me spiraling in a different direction or anything chaotic, like nothing like extreme at that point. So like you were saying earlier, pretty normal childhood, uh, yeah. despite the yeah, trauma you with your dad. Yeah, you didn't do drugs in my house. Like my brother did. And like, to be honest, like he, the whole child abuse thing kind of stemmed from him, um, kind of just marijuana, like ordinary kid shit, right? It's it's available. Like we're in Texas for God's sakes. You know, it's it's everywhere. And like my dad, like it was forbidden. Like he, you know, he he would beat him he would beat him up. Beat do, you, do you think your father loved you? Absolutely. Do you think he knew what he was doing was wrong though? Yeah, but like uh I think, you know, like I know my mom was his everything and when they split up uh, he kind of ventured off into another woman and like like they, they clashed. So like I think a lot of that that tension that they developed got 
spiraled down to us because he could like he 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 loved her like he wanted to stick around but he couldn't just like express his true feelings towards us so it kind of like hit us yeah like he married that woman twice you know like so he evidently loved her so you end up getting arrested first yeah. time ever arrested yeah. and so like i'm hearing these stories in jail about like man you've gotta you've gotta lay your demo down man you gotta go in there and you gotta make an example like you can't you can't go in there no no pussy man you gotta you gotta, and so like i'm really not a scary person like the, the the person that i looked up to the most and adored and loved would beat me the fuck up you know what i'm saying so i realized that like like if i can endure like some of that shit like i i feel like i'm ready for this but like make no mistake i'm scared and and when they dropped me off you know at these gates like i'm looking around at all these grown ass men and shit, you know what I'm saying? Tatted up, like I didn't have none of that. You don't look the way you do now back then. No, right? no, yeah. no. I was still a, like I was still a, a big guy. Like I was, my dad was a really big guy, so I had that going. And they were telling me like they're gonna, like they were basically telling me the g- gangs were. Gonna, I didn't even know what a gang was. You know what I'm saying? Like this was foreign. I, like I'm from a small town, man. This is foreign to me. But uh, like uh, they kind of were like telling me like. They're going to seek me out like they, they, like you're prime for what they want. You're a big, big, big ass white boy. You know, like they were like somebody's going to be looking for me to put me down is the way they expressed it. So I go in there and like so I'm looking for this dude that's finna get this de- demo in. Like I'm like, hey, I'm finna seek this dude out and he's finna get it today. So I go in there and uh, like there's like like I like I tell you, I know nothing about gangs and like where in this land, like the politics are real. Like this table is for this this race. This table is for this 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 table here. He's by himself. So when I see this Mexican at this table by himself, like I'm like you know, like he's the one. This is your first day in prison. Oh, like he's finna get this demo. <laughs> like he's he finna get it. How do you know this is a early twenty year old white kid going in? This is crazy. <laughs> I didn't know to do that when I went to prison at that so, age. So just from the stories, like they said, you lay your demo down, nobody's going to fool with you. And I'm believing this, man. I'm, I'm, I'm naive. I'm gullible. All right. So you took the bait, you go, what happened? Oh yeah. So like I check him, I see him at this table and uh, like, I'm trying to figure out like how I'm going to put this demo, like how I'm, so I just push this dude out of his chair and push his tray off on top of him and set my shit down. Like I'm claiming, I'm claiming stakes to this land. And you have no idea who this guy no, is. no. So this is like where my first interaction with like a gang is. Like the, I'm, now I know like this is where I'm gonna learn about gangs. Yeah. So this dude was uh, he's a shot caller. Like he's a boss. You didn't know that. Fuck though. no. <laughs> so fuck you no. fucked I with sh- the wrong like, guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, so anyway, like just like that, like they're on me like a pack of wild dogs. You know, I mean they're 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 fu- they're fucking me up, man. I'm I'm trying to give them hell. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's coming to say. Nobody even knows who the fuck I am. And the the police or officers, security officers, they come in there, they get me up, they put me in cuffs, they kind of like spray gas, you know, they kind of de-escalate the situation, and they're trying to get me that out the fuck out of there before anything real happens. And uh, they had me, you know, they had me cuffed up. And when I'm walking down the hall, they came out of the kitchen and they stuck me through right here with the welding rod. And that was like when I knew that this life was real. And uh, so. He got me here and then I spun and he started getting the, the officer, you know, so like it was a fucked up situation. There were several of them and uh, they take me to the, they, they get us, get me to the hole, you know what I'm saying? And now I'm serving out the sentence. How, were you sentenced by this point when this happened? Yeah. Yeah. I'm already in prison. How, how much time did you Four get? Four years. 
You got four years yeah. for this assault. Yeah. Even though it was kind of like a self-defense a little. There was no self-defense. Yeah. But you were you were defending someone else in yeah. a way. Yeah. So like they're I, not I, Like if you took that to trial, don't you think you could have won? They would have favored the, the woman. I don't, I don't know that I would ever take anything to trial. No? No. Like I'm more of a deal taker. You know what? This is like those movies. Um, there's multiple movies like uh, One Shot Caller where the guy gets into that, you know, the manslaughter case does time and gets himself in a situation. Great movie. And then the other one is where an army guy gets into a bar fight, goes to prison, his whole life changes after that. And yeah. then like the Nicolas Cage movie, Con Air, it's similar storyline. You were just a normal dude. Yeah. You were working a regular job. You get into this fight, essentially. Yeah. And your life changes forever. Yeah. Like a year prior, you never thought you'd be in a gang. I never thought I would ever go to prison my entire life. Like that was never part of the plan. And to be honest with you, I was a really good athlete. I should have played some sort of college baseball. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. So where does it progress? Do you get recruited to a gang? So, what, what goes? So yeah. So check this out. So uh, there's a few uh, different gangs. Uh, so and multiple ones approach me. You know what I mean? They, they didn't really know that I was just scared to death. They just thought I was a fucking crazy ass fucking white dude. Like they were like, this dude is fucking crazy. He's right. He don't give a fuck. The truth is, Ian, I was just scared. And so when I came out of the hole, they advised me. Um, can I just talk about like exactly what gang it is? And yeah, stuff? tell okay, us everything. So yeah. The Aryan Circle approached me and they're like, look, they kind of explained to me like you're in this situation now. This is kind of where you're at. This is what needs to happen. And considering the ass whooping, whooping I just took, like I'm like, like I'm open to this now. So like, but I'll tell you, like the kind of the shit I had to do to become a part of this gang was um, was kind of was vicious. Like I, I laid a lot of ass whoopings down. I carried out a lot of different uh, stabbings. You know, what I mean, whatever, whatever was necessary. Like I was just like I had put myself into this grind mode to say, fuck it, at everything. What, what do you what, what, what's up? So they uh, I acquired the name. They called me Plan B. Plan B. Yeah. And so then. When I got my patch, it took me a little over a year to get my patch. What does it mean to get a patch? So it's a tattoo uh, that represents that I've fully dedicated myself to this gang, and I have accepted all responsibilities that go with it. I have put in the work to become part of this gang. I'm family. I am now family when I get this patch. And it's a prison patch. Like, oh, yeah. You get it inked on you in prison. Oh, yeah. Did you know what this gang represented at the time you went in and joined it? So, yeah, they give me uh, a constitution, and it on it. Like I'm gonna get more into that, but it went against it went against everything I've ever fucking lived or learned. Like, a, like uh, truth be told, like I'm in a prominent white gang now, and I don't even like I'm okay with black guys. I'm okay with Mexican. Bit. Like I don't give a fuck about none of that, Ian. So you didn't believe in their values, but you were no. looking at them maybe for protection in a way, or I guess you could say that I had forced myself. I feel like to kind of believe some of this horse shit that they were telling me, um, and I don't know it. I don't really know if it was out of fear, if I just want to be a part of something in this time that I'm about to do, or if I was just fucking scared, man. And four years, when you reflect that back on, it's not a lot long time. No, no, to, it was to, to, to me. Join, like, I'm a yeah, young man. It was half my, to me, it was half my fucking adult life. Yeah, when I got three years, I felt the same way, but I wasn't hopping out the door to join a, a, a prison gang. No, no, I, I mean, I guess my... <laughs> it's it's, just dude, it you were literally like a movie plot. It's, it's, it's really insane, but it's good... That we're hearing this perspective, yeah, uh, because you you put yourself, you made that choice to go into that position, yeah. Because in a sense, you needed them because you anger you you like took a, a bat to a a hornet's nest. 
yeah. essentially, because the, yeah. the, the Mexicans do not play around. And what's so crazy is I'm pretty easy to get along with. Had I just fucking vibed, I probably would have done just fine. Like, yeah. after my next trips to prison, like, I realized, like, the foolishness that went all in all in that. But, like, at this time, though, Ian, I'm all in. Like, I'm all in. Like, the gang that I'm affiliated with, like, there's levels to this shit. You know what I mean? There's fucking ranks. There's different tattoos I can earn. Like, I'm all in at this point. Like, how do I get this new tattoo that's exclusive? Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of people that wear some of the brands that I am that I had. You know what I mean? Like, and, and the work that I put into it, like, I had dedicated my life to this shit. You know what I mean? Now, when the, you said they gave you a constitution, like, to explain everything, is that a piece yeah, of paper? Yeah, it's kind of like the it? rules and the guidelines that we live by. And what, you know are, what, what, are, what are those guidelines? Oh, shit. Uh, you're going to get me hurt. <laughs> so basically it's um kind of saying like that i will never live outside of my race i will never marry outside of my race that we're building this thing for the for the generation of white people like it's it's fucking racist ian did you know at the time it was racist absolutely so what do you think propelled you in your mind to still carry through with it to still join them i think they made me feel like i was a part of them you know what I'm saying? And I think more so they made me feel like I fucking needed them. Do you think that carries back to not getting that feeling from your father and your parents in general? I never thought of it that way, but probably so. Like these people, like, so my dad's idea was lo- of love was like, like when I fucked up kicking my ass, you know? And like, I guess that's how I distinguished like that he cared about me. Like he was, he, he cared enough to notice me to fuck me up. And these guys embraced me in and protected me. So maybe so. You were looking to like attach on that first thing that wanted you a part of them, like made you feel important. Yeah, I guess so. And it just happened to be a white supremacist king in prison. Yeah, totally fucked up. So what are like some of the the stories, the crazy stories from your time in this gang? So most of it is, uh, and this is going to be really shitty, but a lot of it was... uh, was a lot of like riding against rival white gangs. Oh, so it's it's white versus white. In uh, a, a lot of in a lot of times, and and even in my transition to other prisons, it was kind of the same. You know what I mean? Like this group stuck to this group, this group stuck to this group, and all the groups are fighting over power within their own race. Like it was kind of like it was kind of fucked up. Yeah. You know, like um, I, like I can remember, uh. I, I can't even tell you, like, I, I've, I've shut it off. Like, a lot of people that I've stabbed, you know what I mean, for, like, no apparent reason. Like, just, like, uh, me and you're getting along and we're fine, right? And we're we're actually chilling. You're a white guy. I'm, like, whatever. I'm allowed to talk to you. We're kicking it. And then one day they're like, hey, man, he owes some money, man. This this There's a green light on him, which means take him out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, how does a prison stabbing go down? When, when someone green lights someone, it comes from your chain of command and this gang they they tell you what to do. Walk me through from the time you get that green so, light. So absolutely. So whenever somebody tells me, "Hey, like uh th- there's a green light on this guy, you need to take care of this business, man." Okay? Like there's not really a timeline. It's just the first time that I'm going to catch up with you. You know what I mean? And and generally, you can, you know how you can you've been to prison, you know how you can kind of feel that tension. So they kind of know it's coming and they're trying to avoid me. So it's not like it's going to go down perfectly where uh we, I just wind up in uh, the same situation as you. Like, I'm going to have to seek you the fuck out. So generally, like, I'm trying to find a way. If you don't live in my housing unit, I'm trying to find a way to sneak over there. And, and a lot of times I told you I got a, a maintenance background. So I got the keys to the kingdom. So that even makes me more value. So I'm trying to maneuver over there so I can get this, so I can stick this shit in you, man. And just like that, like, 
I'm rewarded. And that, you know what I'm saying? That feels good. It's a lot better than ass whooping than I've been taking. And what do you use for that? What was your choice to make the, the what, shank or the, 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 the rod or whatever? So generally nails. Nails. Yeah, nails are, I don't know. Um, a lot of times because I worked in the electrical department, we could file down electrical boxes in a unit or metal. So they have a casing that goes around it that kind of like slides in and it covers what they call a junction box and we can file those down and they make like a one that you can hold in your hand and because you don't what you don't want to do is lose it so generally it's like taped up or something so you can get a good grip on it no handle that business. are these people dying or it's just like a generally no okay yeah generally no but are you okay with the fact that you could have killed them in that moment when you're committing the stabbing like are you aiming to kill so no, I would I would say no. Like if if it was so to happen, it would have been what it was. But I was too scared to not carry out this green light more than I would have. Like fuck this dude. You know what I mean? Like I, in my mind, I'm looking myself up. Man, this dude owes this motherfucker. He owes my fucking bro some money. You know what I mean? Like he's got to get it. Yeah. Like he fucked my bro over. Like this is at this point in time. I, these are my these are my blood. These are my people. You know what I mean? And whatever I got to do to 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 protect this family. And, and and you can't like you can't get away from this shit. No matter what unit, what, where you go, like they're there, deep. And so like I'm fixing I'm fixing to handle that business. Were you ever stabbed yourself in prison? Yeah. And what's that like? What was like the first time you were ever stabbed in prison? So I, I told you about the first one. Like, like I kind of like I didn't even really see it coming. Like I had never had this kind of issue before. But like I told you, he had a welding rod through the middle of his finger. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? The only reason I know that is because they showed it to me, or they didn't show me. They told me about it. But I like happened to see him come out of like the kitchen. And when I did, I turned it. And when I turned it, I got a hole in each side of my chest where it just went through. Wow. So it wasn't like a, a life threatening in- injury. It was just one of those like freak of the moment where I happened to turn and he stubbed me. But then, like I said, he started st- stabbing the guard. Are you bleeding a lot when this is happening? Not, not that particular one. Now I have. Now in this gang, are you guys getting orders to attack guards at all or are guards like a, a no hit policy? How does that work? No, absolutely not. So I never got anything uh, on a guard, but definitely. So guards are, could this could happen to a guard. Oh, it happens all the time. Yeah. And what about corruption with the guards working with the gang? Is Are there things like that that are happening? Yeah, absolutely. Generally, uh, drugs, cigarettes, you know, things like that. Phones, uh, the same thing. I think uh, probably pretty much in every prison. And these gangs like operate kind of like a cartel in a way where they make money, I'm assuming, right? Or yeah. is it not motivated by money? Some of them down there in, in the region I'm talking about, like the, the, the Hispanics, you know what I mean? They, they kind of rule all as far as, far as uh, trafficking things inside of a prison. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times um, the loads get moved by the other races. If that makes sense. Now, are you guys like checking paperwork? Is there a process that like, do they do background Absolutely. on you to make and, sure? You're... Yeah, you have to fill out for an NCIC check. Before, to to uh, other to, inmates. Yeah, before, before, yeah. I mean, you got to think uh, they have unlimited, especially like you just talked to a guard, something like that. They have unlimited access and resources to look you up and to see what you're about in that world. Yeah. Yeah. And if it, and if you try to infiltrate, infiltrate this uh, gang and you've been in some, you've been doing some slick shit in that world and then you i mean it's, you're gonna get the business do they have good time in, in the state yeah so i'm assuming you lost all your good time yeah when you, yeah so i wasn't do you I, ever reflect back on that like you got a four-year sentence you probably could have got out way earlier than what you ended up doing so yeah uh yeah i never got like uh in the end in like the last time like my whole mind frame had changed so like good time became a priority but before, like, uh, you know, home was going to be there. 
Ian, you know what I'm saying? And and, and to be honest, uh, as I transitioned to different parts of my life, like uh, like like the situation and the and the and the the man I was in there was way better than the man I was out there. Like I wasn't shit in the world, you yeah. know. After after those pres- prison trips, like I could walk the yard and fucking like I'm an accomplished man in there. Yeah. Like those tattoos I told you, I got a few of them. You know what I mean? When you got out and you're still for the first time and you're still a part of this gang, what are your responsibilities in the free world as a gang member? So I actually, um, I, I, they, so they got these meetings and they call in, in my gang, they called them church and I would, I would actually host them. Like I, I had moved up in the ranks, even in the world. And, uh, I had moved to Arkansas and they, and they call that an OS state, which is, which is out of state cause it originated in Texas. And I would host them and I was, uh, what they called a deputy dog. Um, I, I, I was the, the highest person around in Arkansas that was actually in the free world. Like the, the higher ranks generally are, are incarcerated because they put in a different level of work or even in the federal penitentiary. Mm-hmm. But um, like I would host these churches. We would collect dues to kind of like and, and, and kind of help bros and shit like that that are locked up uh, or to help their families. But like make no mistake, Ian, this is not a fucking well-organized anything. Like these motherfuckers do meth and drugs and that's all the fuck they care about. So there's these dudes and shit. No, for whatever reason they can't pay this little twelve dollars a month they get beat the fuck up like it's fucking chaos are you paid for your position no so what do you have to make uh, what are you doing for work and money so i'm st- i have to work like it's still like i told you like i'm i'm good at working with my hands like i've always carried that out like i think uh the position's more for bragging rights you know what i'm saying like uh, like i put in the work to make it up here like you got like you can't a lot of the a lot of the positions uh are voted in you know what i'm saying they can vote you in vote you out and uh, generally, always, you know what I mean. I got, I got the leg up. Why do you think you stayed a part of it even once you finally got free? Like, I know what your your motivation was to get into it while you're in jail, but when you got out, why still stick with it? I think, uh, like, I think at that time, Ian, I had, I had believed it. I had become victim of it, and like this, this had become who I was. You know what I mean? Like, this is that. This is now who I identify with because at that time, like I truly believe in, I felt like I belonged like for the first time in my life. Like, uh, like I'm a part of this. You know what I'm saying? This is the one thing I, I've earned. You can't take it away from me. Um, and how's your relationship with your parents? Do they know oh, yeah. what you're involved with? Oh yeah. And what do they say? What's their reaction? So when I was deep in this, like they hated it. Like they fucking, cause like, no, like I was ne- like, I don't have, parents that would sign off on any of this shit i'm telling you like they've never heard most of this shit in depth well most parents won't yeah um well <laughs> like i've met some parents that like they glorify their kid for fucking being in the Aryan circle it's sickening but my parents are polar opposite man they just they raised me to to say yes sir no sir yes ma'am no ma'am open the door for old people like they they raised me with genuine southern qualities you know what i mean that that we pride ourselves on and like i lived against those those that all that like and i think like um i held some serious resentments towards myself so like i just was fixing to be the image of whatever the fuck somebody wanted me to be you know what i'm saying so i could blend the fuck in man how do you end up going back to prison this okay so after like after i get out like i'm warped to the fullest like my mind is no longer belongs to me you know what i mean i'm literally an image that i that i have created um Never was like a just terribly violent person, you know, and now I I was a fucking, I was crazy. And so whenever, uh, I lost my train of thought, whenever I was, uh, 
whenever I was whenever I was in prison, like um, I could I could I, I I could fit in, like I could be this man, like I or I was the fucking man, you know. And then I go in this world, and uh, like come to find out, like nobody's taking this fucking man seriously. Like you know what I mean? So like the the I get I got into drugs. You know what I'm saying? Like that that was my escape at this point. Like I, I can't even look at my like I literally fucking hated myself. Like everything that I was taught as a child, this person that I, I was supposed to grow up and be, like I was so far fucking away from that. Like that I had literally like like at this point, like I just I just wanted to numb it all. I didn't want to remember this shit that I did against my own will. I didn't want to remember these uh these riots, these retaliations, uh, trying to act like that I was, I absolutely love this shit. Like this, yeah, you know what I mean? Like I hit, like this is the shit. Like, so I got deep into some drugs, man. What kind of drugs are we talking about? So at first it started out uh, with, with meth, methamphetamines. That's a big thing in the gang that I was affiliated with. Um, what did that feeling do for you when you tried it the first time? What, what, what would you compare it to that feeling? Fuck, to be honest with, like, it was like a, a rush, like a, a wide awake, like a, just, uh, like, like, uh, just happy. Like I would sit there and just talk and chill. Like I didn't have to, I didn't have to be crazy. You know what I mean? There was these fucking loose ass women there around you know it, it was fun at first like it was enjoyable i didn't really have a lot but like the the people around me like i had been to prison i'm sleeve the fuck i got them all over me you know what i mean i'm known for 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 being this animal really you know what i mean the way i look at it now but like uh like like i like this this fucking crowd that i was now like hanging out with the world fucking thought i was the shit and i believed it and what happens next? You you get going so, down the drug use. And- yeah. So now now I'm using drugs faithfully. Like I like I'm still trying to work and shit. And if if a, if if a, if a, a job got you know a few hours or twenty hours a week from me, like they fucking lucked out. Like, it's like, hard to work when you're on. Drugs, yeah. Like yeah. Like, uh, like I'm 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 literally like and then like uh I get laid off and fucking want to talk foul to them. Like I I didn't have a good reputation and so like naturally like uh. Like I I don't have a way to 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 fuel these drugs like so I start robbing stealing whatever I got to do, and uh, I mean it caught up with me. And that's when you end up getting a, a longer jail sentence for that. So yeah, so that's uh when I when I is that the mugshot? I one? went back to prison. I said that we're way away from that. Oh wow! <laughs> so you you have quite a journey. Yeah. So so I went to prison again, and this time I was only gone for a couple years. And are you welcomed open arms by the Brotherhood? Yeah. So I'm from Texas. And uh, so, I, and I come in there to Arkansas, and this gang, like, they already know who the fuck I am. And uh, they're like, all right, man. And like, they're embraced with open arms. Like, they're shooting a sack down the, the hall for me. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, I'm living it up in like Arkansas. Like, so we got air conditioning. We're in a whole new population of prison now. Like, we're fucking, it's easy living. Like, it's like, I don't mind fucking up here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get in trouble, you get out. You get in trouble, you get out. So, like, this, it's a smaller, area so if you fuck up somebody else is gonna fuck up and bond you out and you're gonna be right back out there doing your thing and so like it it was an easier place to do time yeah how is a gang member treated when he first gets to a new prison who's already established like yourself well they'll bring me like as soon as they find out who i am which a lot of people are already gonna know him and, and i had no idea who they are like they're just gonna know who i am and uh man they welcome with me open arms man hey man give me you know food or sack whatever cigarettes whatever you know what i'm saying whatever's going on at that prison and uh, like it made me feel, you know, like I felt like I was the man. But do you also have a target on your back by other people? In Arkansas prisons? 
Yeah, and any different prison you go to. I guess, uh, but not necessarily. I didn't have a reputation to really put a target on my back. Like, I, like if you wanted to go home, I wasn't the fucking dude to mess with. Yeah. Like, I'm fisting to fuck your time up. Like, I don't give a fuck if we're in the day. I don't care where we're at. Like, I'm, I'm we're going in. Just because they're going home soon. Yeah, uh, or not necessarily because they're going home soon, but like... Like if people, I had the reputation that if you're gonna get if you're gonna get sideways with me, I don't give a damn where we're at. Like this is finna happen. Yeah. Like I'm not the dude to say, hey man, when we get back to the barracks, no, I'm like we're in this fucking hallway. Like what's up? It's go time. Regardless. Yeah, yeah, we're going to jail now. When the cops are asking you, or like the correctional officers, counselors, case managers, are you gang affiliated? Now you have to say you are. So they so they strip you butt naked and, and like they start taking pictures and then they're like, what set you represent? They already like it's all on file. They already know what's up. Like, there's no way I'm getting out of this shit. I got the tattoos and the match your profile. Like, it's, it's what's up? Like, Were I'm, you proud to wear that tattoo? At that point in time, hell yeah. What did you think it represented to you? Uh, I guess unity, loyalty, solidarity, like, it, you know, brotherhood, yeah. like all that. So how does it work with commingling with other races? Are you allowed to even be seen talking to another race or not? So you can. Like, they definitely do business together, but like sitting down uh, and... You know, in real prison politics, sitting down, like, we're not finna eat, we're not finna spread, we're not finna share cups, none of that shit. Now, would you consider yourself a shot caller by this point? I don't know about a shot caller, but um, I definitely was someone, like, I was someone that if, if something's going down, I'm gonna know that information. So it's kind of like a, in the feds, they would call that, like, a shot caller. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I know I know it doesn't sound like a, yeah. a, like a if great I, title. If I, yeah. I could pass things down to people to definitely have something harmed done to you, but I, also, if you pass something to me, I'm gonna harm these people, too. Now, like, are people coming to you asking for permission to, say, touch someone else's celly or anything like that? Oh, Yeah. Most certainly. I, I, and I also was one that would serve out disciplinaries. Like, I'm, like if you fucked up within the gang, like, I, like me and whoever, or I'm the one that's pushing that issue to come get you taken care of. Not, not eliminated from the gang, but to let you know that I see you fucking up and I'm not going for it. So what are some of, like, the, the, the biggest, uh, like, issues or fuck-ups you could do as a gang member? And what are, what's, like, the, um, the, the retaliation for those fuck-ups? So uh, one of the major ones, and this is going to sound fucking crazy, is drugs. Like, it's crazy as that sound. Everybody's doing them, including me when I'm serving out a disciplinary for somebody doing fucking drugs. You know what I'm saying? It's really chaotic. But, like, more people more people were scared to, like, confront me or to say something to me because of my status. So, but, yeah, generally a lot of times it's for drugs. Doing uh, drugs or selling drugs? Doing drugs. Like, selling them is completely permitted. It makes no sense. So you find out someone in your gang is, is doing drugs. Yeah. What's your action? To... to Develop somebody that can come over there and to serve them. Serve them yeah. with, that, with a beating? Yeah, fuck them up. Whooping. Yeah, whoop their ass, you know, get their attention. And generally, it's two on one. Like, it's not a fair fair situation. But they're still a part of the gang. Absolutely. Now, are there scenarios where someone does something really bad where you guys have to, like, burn off their t their tattoo, their symbol, their patch? Yeah, so, like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Like it, It's like in the movies. Yeah, so, absolutely. So, they generally cover them up, but I can't tattoo, so we got to... We got to come up with another means. I've definitely. So you hold someone down to cover up their tattoo? Generally, they'll do it willingly. Really? Yeah. Like After it, they got beat up so, or something? Well, it, it would be like either you're going to remove this or, or there's two ways out. You know, one is you take this off the body. The, well, we take you out. Simple as that. And that automatically removes you from the gang. Yeah. By just. So could you have went up at that time and say, hey, I'm done? Or are you too deep in? I never, so I have heard of that kind of thing happening. Um, and, but to be honest with you, like, I didn't want that at that point. 
And maybe I could. I don't know. But that's the, that's the furthest thing from my fucking mind. I'm just trying to keep going in the direction I'm going and exist in this world that I fit in in. But do, do the other gang members know or your higher ups, whoever you reported to, know that you're using at this point too? I don't know. Probably. Because you were like, breaking the rules. Yeah, absolutely. But d- doesn't that seem a little bit hypocritical that you were calling it, out it, it's it's on com- others? It's completely hypocritical and it makes no sense. But, you, I mean, you know how it is. It's like, um, it's I don't want to say like, uh, like I had put in my work in, I had developed this person who I am and, and they would like talk about trying to do a disciplinary on me but like at this point they're like you go deal with that big motherfucker and tell him he what he's doing is fucked up you know yeah, and you're the you're the boss essentially like, it, yeah. it, uh i'm one of i'm i'm definitely one not high to, in the rankings yeah, i'm yeah. definitely one not to be messed with wow so out of when all is said and done how much prison time have you done uh about eight eight years and out of that eight years how long were you gang affiliated the for? entire time the Besides, entire time yeah even so I wrote that out the entire time, maybe a little over eight, eight, eight uh, Ian. But I wrote it out the entire time. And uh, during the last time that I was incarcerated, I, I, they could like, I think they could feel the, the presence. Um, like something was different. Like I, I'm, I've got fucking books I'm reading. I'm staying in my fucking, I'm staying to myself. They're coming and telling me shit. I'm not interested. You know, like they could feel the presence of something different. Why? What triggered that mentally? So, so like, so when I got out the time before I got locked up again, like, uh, like I have, man, I'm, I'm, I'm in my thirties, man. I have nothing to show for it, but, but these fucking tattoos, you know what I'm saying? A bunch of fucking soot and burnt fucking shit, burnt spoons. Like that's all I have. Like, I've committed my entire life to some shit that, like, I mean, I've done all this crazy shit, but when I transform and try to go into the world, like, I can't go in there and tell this dude that I'm trying to get a job, hey, man, I ain't never let nobody fucking hoe me out. Like, like, uh, yeah, I walk the yard, I'm the fucking man in prison, and he's going to look at me and be like, yeah, dude, fucking 15 bucks an hour, I got you. Like, so everything I had done up until this point fucking made no sense. And so now I'm aging, maturing and I'm realizing, like, I have completely fucked my life up, man. Like, I have made a mess of the one life that I get to live. And what, how old are you when you had this realization? 34. Would you say that was, like, the lowest point of your life? I don't know, man, about the lowest. It's just when I finally started. Like, I, maybe to me it was. I'd been in a lot worse situations. But I had finally started to realize that, like, like I'm going to die I, like, I'm either going to fully commit to, like, so now I'm, like, trying to balance in my mind whether to have one foot in, one foot, because, like, I, I, I had started entertaining the idea of, of doing different. You know what I mean? I had. And um, I, I'm going to back up a little bit. You talked about Jimmy McGill. So, like, I had got out this last time, and I'm fully still representing this gang, right? I had I had gotten married to this chick kind of, like, because I was fixing to go back for a little time. And, I like, so we're, we're married. It was going to be, like, a pro plan. And, like, I, like... So like I had, I had like met Jimmy, fully committed, and uh, my father passed, and so I was a full fledged opiate addict at this point, like fentanyl, heroin, those kind of. And I was like, uh, and I overdosed bad. I've overdosed several times, but this was the one that should have took me out. And so like uh, anyway, this chick, um, she leaves me on the floor. Like I'm a big guy, and I'm, we're living in this like really ratty, shitty fucking trailer house man and uh i fall in the bathroom floor in between the toilet and the fucking cabinet wadded up and uh probably with a spoon you know like shit like uh 
and uh, she leaves me there, man. And she goes to Jimmy's house, and like Jimmy and me were really cool. Like, and uh, he he had tried to help me get clean. He knew I was kind of messing up, but like you know, Jimmy, he's got a big heart. He cared about me. This is while Jimmy's in his position with the state. No, this is this is way before this. Like, so, but he was clean by this point. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, hell yeah. And like we like I liked him. Like I really respected Jimmy and the movement he was heading towards. And uh, so he go he, he she's like he was like. Where's John John? You know, like he, even though he knew I was in my addiction, I was always his guy. Like he always made me, like I, I really looked up to Jimmy. And uh, he was like, Where's John John? She's like, Oh, he fucking overdating the whatever she said, you know? And he was like, What the fuck? So him and this other dude come over there to where I'm at. And for whatever reason, Ian, like something woke me up before Jimmy got there. But my legs, like my legs had quit, quit working. My body, like, was, was like just fucked. And I've crawl, army crawled into the living room, and uh, it turns out like my body had died, and uh, for whatever reason I woke up, but my body had released the toxins into it to like to seize my muscles up. I, I don't really know what they were, but my kidneys had shut down and released those toxins. And so Jimmy comes in there, he picks me up, he throws me in the car, and takes me to the hospital. And he was like, "Man, if you don't do something, man, like you're gonna you're gonna die in your addiction." And like it had never dawned on me to that moment that this shit was gonna fucking kill me, man. But you didn't want to make a change though in that moment. Not in that moment, no. You so, still continued so, down and went back to jail. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I already, like I said, I was already facing a little bit of time, and um, uh, Jimmy had tried to advocate for me, and you know, of course, I done this is I done messed up. This is gonna be my third, uh, my second time down in Arkansas, and uh, the anyway, they decided. Um, that they were just going to give me 90 days in county jail. Uh, they're going to let me back out, and uh, I was going to do my thing. Well, I done got married, like I told you, and uh, I fucking smuggled a bunch of Xanaxes into county jail. You know, I'm prepared for this little stay, and I slept for a while. But, like, f- even then, like, in the back of my mind, like, I knew that nothing was going to be different. Like, I was still obsessing over getting high. Like, I... You know, like I was getting close that day. I was getting excited because I knew I was going to go out there and catch a sack and do what do what I do. And uh, but after that moment, like the conversation with Jimmy, things were never the same, man. That like I did like that. It like sparked in in the back of your mind that you wanted to change. You like just had maybe to figure I fucking could. Like maybe yeah. I fucking could, man. Give you a little bit of hope. Like maybe I wasn't such a piece of shit like that I saw myself as. You know, like maybe I was a decent human being. Because this guy who has no reason to fuck with me whatsoever, like, I'm definitely not on his playing field at this point in my life, like, saw something in me that not even I could see. When you truly committed to the change and you and you truly focused on getting clean, how hard was it to convince other people, especially with your reputation as a gang member? So by this time, um, like, I had fully, um, like, I had, I had fully decided, like, I wanted to do something different. Uh, no, well, let's, let's back up. So I get about... I, I try to go um, I, I get out like I told you and I still got high and then I tried to go to a treatment center and I go to this treatment center and they're like uh come back in a week it looks like you're serious and I'm like what the fuck so I pull over and I try to get on my GPS and put in to go back home I had got a little hotel actually I didn't and my mother got it for me I didn't have a, a fucking thing at this time in my life and uh so I go to get this hotel man and uh go back to the hotel and a fucking cop like I guess God or whatever you know put this cop right there because I was fixing to do a shot and like I, I can't even handle him at this point you know like I'm ODing all the time because I'm not using like I like man I don't want to fucking use you know I'm, I'm trying to like space it out instead of just going all in and uh, anyway 
um, I get I get a cop gets behind me and they fucking like come up. They immediately run my name and he comes up. He puts the pist he puts a pistol in the car and puts it in my face. Don't fucking move, you know. And I'm like, look, dude, the, the drug. And I tell him where the drugs are. He gets the drugs. They arrest me and like it was just this fucking release, you know that I that this this is this may be over, you know this may be over. You think that saved you that last arrest? So yeah, yeah, I haven't used since that day. Wow. Yeah. And what year was this? How old were you? So December first of twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. And but you still had the gang initial uh, or the gang attachment. Full fledged. Uh, uh, Full fledged. Yeah. How do you get out of that? So, so when I went to prison the last time, like I told you, that's when they could sense something's different. I was like, man, I'm trying to do some shit different. And, and of course, like Ian, they thought I was full of shit. I, hell, I didn't even know if I was serious, man. And I had like started separating myself. Like there, I'm, I'm not volunteering. Like I told you, to call me Plan B. I'm volunteering for this aggressive ass shit at one point. And now I'm deliberately telling them like I don't want fucking nothing to do with this shit right now. Like I'm trying to do something. I'm reading. I'm catching my bunk. I'm t- I'm staying to myself. I'm not over there talking shit, acting a fool. Like I, I'm literally trying to figure out what the fuck is going on in my own mind. So what's that first conversation with the higher ups then? So honestly, Ian, I never even I never even had that conversation. You never had to? Or? No, no, I haven't. So um I, I guess they expected me to get out and do what I always did. And maybe one day I'm gonna have to have that conversation, Ian. I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? I'm ready for it. Are you afraid? Nah. Nah, Ian, Ian like whatever happens to me, dude, I fully fucking deserve it. You know what I mean? Like, I committed to some shit I should have never to done in the first place, but all the souls and shit that I fucked their life up, like, like, and, and I could tell it was never for me, Ian, because I'm the type of dude, like, I would beat these dudes senseless and fuck them up, and then secretly I'm trying to pull up on them and tell them I'm sorry, you know what I'm So saying? are you, like, on the run from this gang right now? What, what, no, definitely, what's definitely not. Like, I'm on Facebook, I, I, I put up where I work, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I'm saying? I think that, like, uh... Have people reached out nah, from the gang? Nah, the ones that have, like, uh have tried to separate themselves too or they have been ex, which they call an ex, and they have like been served or fucked up and they took their way out. But uh no, nah, like I I've been I guess like one day it may hit me, one day it won't. But whatever it does, Ian, I'm fully prepared for it. I probably am on some list somewhere. Are you like looking around like behind your back all the time? Like nah, like you have an ex on your back? No. Nah, no. Nah. If it's meant to happen, it will happen. I mean I can't just like I can't avoid it. I can't run from it. I'm not gonna. I'm not fixing to fucking live my life like that. Like I'm fully. Um, I'm fully responsible for everything I've done. You know what I mean. And if I have to pay for it, then that's just what it's gonna be. I mean, maybe the universe is looking out for you too. Maybe in that sense, because you've had this realization. Yeah. What have you been able to recreate and build for yourself since you've had this change? So, man, when I got out, like, uh, like I didn't know what I wanted to do, right? So I get a job. My brother. Like uh, like he, he like he's he's a good dude. Like he's he's got a similar journey. He's just never been to prison. He's never been in trouble. Never had to endure any of this kind of life. He's not a he's not an aggressive person whatsoever. But he was a director for a treatment center, right? And uh, like I thought, like hey man, like I want to try to help people. Like what the fuck I can do to help them at this point? I don't know, but I know that I could help. Like uh, they were trying to build this tra- this uh, treatment center and branch out and get new homes for for recovering addicts to recover in, right? Well, that's one thing I'm good at, Ian. I told you, is building things. Like, so I caught, I snuck my way in as a maintenance man, you know? And they weren't paying, like, um, you know, I used to hate myself 
for 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 one that for supposed to be in this person like uh this legacy or whatever like this this person in my dad's engine image that I obviously did not reach that I look hated myself and like I think that that kept me out there a long time is that kind of like shoulda coulda woulda I should have been this I should have done this but for the first time in my life man I realized like that like like I am who I am. And that's all I am. You know what I mean? If I may never be shit more than this maintenance man at this recovery center making $12 an hour, that may not be who I'm supposed to be. But for, for the first time in my life, you know, I was all right with that. I didn't have to be the man. I didn't have to be the coolest kid on the block. You know what I mean? I did, I, I understood the difference between respect and fear. You know what I mean? Like, nobody ever respected me. They all feared me. You know what I mean? No, nobody really wanted to fuck with me. They were just afraid if they didn't, like, I would fucking do something to them. Like, to be in my circle was a safe place to be. And so like I got this job making twelve dollars an hour and he called me into my office one on his office one day and he was like, Well what the fuck do you want to do? And I was like, man, I, I want to be a counselor. And he was like, okay. So he um he let me kind of run some groups and it turns out like uh the things I could say like people relate to naturally. Like I, I could I could tell the truth about my story and and, and everybody had this similar vibe or similar thing going on. And at this time, like the only real clean time I had was the last time I was incarcerated. You know what I mean? But there was something about that, man. There was something about that energy, that feedback, the aha moments that I'm seeing them get that made me want to like even press further. So um, it gave you purpose, essentially. At that moment, I think so, man. And they allowed me to get my CIT. Now, he didn't let me do too many groups and shit because, like <laughs> I tell you, like he needed a maintenance man. That's primarily what he wanted. And so uh, at that punk moment, one of my real good friends, man, his name is Russell Boyd. He's a peer here in the state of Arkansas. Really solid dude. Um, got a crazy story, too. Um, but he in, introduced me to my current boss named BJ Brady. And uh, I told her, like, hey, man, I'm, I'm a CIT, which, I, I mean, I don't know, like, really what the fuck that was at this point because I was just taught a group every now and then. And she's like, oh, okay, well, I really don't need that, but I need somebody that can relate to guys. And I was like, okay, cool. I was like, so I was, like, working 40 hours a week at um, this current job I had being the maintenance man. And then I also worked 40 hours for BJ on the weekends and two days late at night. And so like I was working all the time. And uh, whenever I did that, like uh, like I didn't miss work. I, you know, I was such a shitty fucking employee in like, like the least I could do is just show up for these folks at this point in my life. Like I don't, I have nothing to do. I have nobody who really gives a fuck about me. You know, like I have truly burned every fucking bridge out there Yeah. and nobody's taking me seriously. My mother, my brother's not real sure about me, you know? And so all that disappointment that I laid down for so long, I'm trying to do something different. And so at this point, like the least, my first fucking goal, like I'm just going to show up to work. Like I'm going to be there on time every day. And the more BJ got to know me, like, I had no idea, like, what, like, this woman has seen, you know, that's her job. Like, she owns a reentry center. I guess I should have told you that. Like, helping men who are currently in prison to find a new way of life, you know what I'm saying, without all this fucking drama and chaos. Like, it makes no sense to go to prison yet I can't stay the fuck out. And I, and I, and I hated, like, I hated prison. Like, I, I anybody who's, get, who, who, who's been to prison remembers the feeling when they go. And the feeling when they get out, you know what I'm saying? And that feeling when they got out trumps that feeling when I went. So I knew I didn't even like prison, but yet I kept going. And so she started investing in me, man. Like she gave me a few responsibilities, like taking these guys to meetings, 
She gave you the second chance you needed. Yeah, man. It's like she saw that w- something in me that I had that, n- that nobody else did, man. And sometimes that's all we need. Yeah. Someone that sees a higher purpose for us and, and can help carry us to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. She, um, I mean, like I've been there for three years now. And uh, I actually, um, at one point, like I, she offered me a job there full time to where I could work there during the week. And I did not have to. Uh, they, she has an outside agency for mental health and for substance abuse counseling there. And they were interested in me, but my loyalty, like I, I, I pride myself on this loyalty. I didn't want to leave Terrell, who owned the business my brother was a director at. But I eventually um, made that move, man. It was the best decision I ever made. Have you been able to rebuild relationships with your family? Oh, all? yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, so my dad never got to see me clean. Like, he died when I was in full-fledged addiction. But everybody in my family, like they, they, they will reach out to me. They like comment on my Facebook, you know what I'm saying? And, and they, um, like they respect me as a man. Like, I don't, I don't like, man, Ian, I was so fucked up, like out there, like I jump in the car with my mother and like, I'm, I'm 30 years old, man. And we pull up to a drive through. I'm looking at her like, Hey man, you're my mom. You're supposed to catch this bill. Like that's, that's the fucking scum I was, man. You know what I mean? I, I didn't even have money in my pocket, but I'm such a piece of shit. I thought she was responsible for this chick because she gave birth to me. Yeah. Like, what does it feel like to have stability now for probably uh, a good portion of your life? That because you missed out all those years of not having any stability. Yeah. What What's it feeling like for it's you? It's crazy, but just like uh, if you understand anything like the disease of addiction, man. Like I, I I assess over everything, so I'm able to get the job done. Like I just apply it to a different area of my life, man. Like, I make sure that all bills are paid on time because I don't want this fucking house that I worked so hard to get taken from me, you know? Like, I got a truck payment now, and I definitely don't want to lose that because the truck I had when I got out was fucked up, you know what I'm saying? Like, I came from a truck that was a little too close to a fire and got melted to <laughs> to a, a brand new truck, you know? You got a reason to live now. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and like, like, man, I have to say, like, I never thought that the journey, just, just getting off drugs, and doing what I'm supposed to be doing as a human being and a man, like where it would take me. Like I got, like I got, I'm married to a woman who fully loves me with two wonderful kids. Um, that, that like, that I, you know, I, I would have screwed their fucking life up in normal circumstances. Like if I fought, if I found a, a woman like, uh, that's, that's my fucking house. You know what I mean? Like back then, like I'm, I'm my my idea of love was like, if I cuss this, like I'm finna cuss this chick out, man. And I'm bitch, you fucking, and, and, and if she would say, no, please don't go. Like, then I felt like she loved me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I was, that's how, that's how I like could feel her love. But if she let me go and I didn't have nowhere to go, like, like get the fuck out. Like I was like, what? Well, damn, she don't give a fuck about me. Instead of just saying, I love you. And her saying, love me. I love you too. Like that's how I had, that's how I needed her to show me love. Like I was completely fucked up Ian. How do you prevent your kids from going down that same path you took? Man, I hope, I, I hope they don't Ian, but like, I, I'm a firm believer like that, uh, a part, like we're human beings, man. We're full of mistakes. We make them on a daily basis. And I had to allow them that same journey that I don't want them to Ian. Like for nothing in this world, do I want them to make anything or have to go through the life or to um to be a part of some of the shit that I was a part of, but I have to understand it's a possibility. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you could go back to your teenage self and and sit down with yourself and just talk, speak openly to that teenage self, what would you say? Don't go to fucking Hooters. Hooters caused it all. <laughs> yeah, that's where the whole thing initiated. Uh, it was at a Hooters. Yeah. No, uh, but realistically, like uh, 
like man that like that I was worth it the entire time. You know what I mean? And that that, that like that if I put the energy into something, then I will see good results. If I put bad shit, I'm gonna see some bad results. You know? But some people like, and, and I hate to say that, like that they will that like, and I I talk, talk this to some of our guys like at the reentry center, like the 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 reason they stay in there is because it's hard for a person like me to exist in this world after I've been the man in this other world because I may never be what I was in prison in this real world. Like nobody may ever give me the respect I had in there. No, That was never a fucking guarantee. But if I never had to walk in those prison walls again, like it's a fucking win. John, John, thank you so much for coming here today, taking the time out of your day to come and talk to me. You have an incredible story. Um, It's not one that we've really uh, talked about on the podcast um, with your deep roots to the gang affiliation. And, you know, I wish you nothing but the best and, and excited to keep in touch with you and, I'm glad Jimmy introduced us and um, you, you definitely have a positive message and I think the viewers are going to appreciate hearing your story. All right.